Hello, you gorgeous humans. Welcome to my podcast, Human Better 365, for inspired souls that are looking to improve and grow upon their already wonderful lives. I am your host, Sabrina Victoria. If you are new to this podcast, make sure to hit that subscribe button for weekly motivational content that is sure to jumpstart your day. On this podcast, we cover the four pillars of human needs, that is mental, emotional, and physical health, relationships, prosperity, and joy. Today we are covering a little bit of all of them by uh, breaking down one of the foundations of our lives, which is organization. I believe that time management and organization is actually the foundation that those four pillars stand on. So today we are talking about the importance of minimizing your life and why you should jump on the bandwagon. Join me. Human Better 365, the only podcast that will create undeniable results in long-term growth, regain control of your time, get organized, and prepare for the future, all while having a life full of purpose. Because managing your time means managing your life. And now your host, Sabrina Victoria, Hello, 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 you gorgeous humans. I certainly hope you guys are having a fantastic day. So I just got done with an awesome Facebook Live on one of my new pages, uh, Breaking Free from Your Financial Prison. If I'll link it below. So if you guys have not joined that page yet, feel free. Um, it's predominantly for individuals who are stuck in a relationship that they cannot get out of because of financial straits. So I was in a relationship where I was being financially abused along with a whole bunch of other things I was being abused with. Um, and I couldn't get out. I couldn't get out because he was controlling all of the money. So I am now out. I am now free. I am now financially set. And I want to share what I did to get to where I am now. So I have opened up a Facebook group and I am sharing little things here and there. And I um, just today committed to doing once a week. Once a week I will be on and I will be sharing stuff like that. I also am working on a workshop called How to Leave Your Spouse in 365 Days uh, for those that are stuck, for those that are stuck. Um, So today I am talking about minimizing, minimizing. Um, I have a quote here by Will Rogers that says, too many people spend money they haven't earned to buy things they don't want to impress people they don't like. (laughs) I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, America itself, America itself, I hear this all the time. My fiance tells me all the time of how we don't understand here how other people live. He was in Peru, lived in Peru for a while, and it's totally different. I can't relate. I've never been out of the country, but um, just the entire lifestyle, he says he has a brand new appreciation for everything here in the United States because of how he saw other people live in other countries. Um, He's been to a few, but he actually lived in Peru. So um, America itself uh, consumes twice as many material goods as we did 50 years ago. 
And then in that same time period, the size of the average American home has nearly tripled and contains about 3,000, 300,000 items. The average home in America contains, am I reading that right? About 300,000 items. OMG, I am reading that correctly. Um, it contains more televisions than people. And due to clutter, 25% of people with two-car garages don't have room to park their cars. And another 32% have room for only one vehicle. Home organization uh, businesses, which is partly what I'm in, is an $8 billion industry. And one in out of 10 American households rent off-site storage units, which is the fastest growing segment of the commercial real estate industry over the past four decades. I loved hearing this. It's so funny because I am in the organization, time management organization or is the foundation of Human Better 365 and everything we stand for. I believe that you can't grow anything until you have time management organization as your foundation. Once your life is organized time and stuff, then you can start working on your health, your fitness, your mental, your relationships, your prosperity, money, career, finance, and joy. But you need those two in order for it to build strong because then it's always messing with you. You try to do something with the relationship and you're stuck at time management or you're not organized and it just messes everything up on all four pillars. So um, this was huge for me because I have always said that once, you know, as my money's growing, I always said that the first thing that I am going to um, put my money into is a storage storage facility, to own a storage facility, because it's like the perfect, it's the perfect rental unit. There's no people. <laughs> There's no people. So you don't have to worry about anyone calling you up, complaining about like, their air conditioning is broke or their toilet's broke or their fan doesn't work or whatever. Um, still complaints, obviously, but just a little bit different. So that was interesting for me to read when I saw that. Um, so the average household credit card debt stands at over 15000 while the average mortgage debt is over 150000 I myself am completely debt-free. Um... You see it as you walk through your house every single day. Your living space has become filled with every single type of possession. Your floor space is crowded and your closets are stuffed and your clothing drawers are overflowing. It's crazy how much stuff we have. And it's crazy how many people find minimizing like a struggle. <laughs> They just want to hang on to all of their stuff all of the time. It's crazy. Um, let's see what else this article says. <clears throat> you need to remove unneeded stuff from your life. Blah, blah, blah. Minimalizing is an indispensable key to a better life you've been searching for all along, which I totally agree with. So basically, I wrote down a few things. I am huge with minimalism. Uh, those of you that follow me on Snapchat know pretty much my whole house. 
I barely have anything. I barely have anything. Uh, we have a table and chairs in the main area. We have one couch and that's it. That's it. We have one TV in our bedroom and very minimal anything. We don't have any picture frames, no vases, no like extra knickknack stuff. There's nothing. <laughs> and I love it. There's no cleaning. There's no dusting. Um, you clean the floors, wipe the counters, and you're done. There's no weird organiza organization that needs to be going on. My closet's super just organized, very minimal. My drawers, same, lined up, nicely organized, nicely minimal. I cleared out so much stuff a long time ago. And I love living this way because it's just so much freer. It's so much freer not having all this stuff weighing you down all the time, especially for women, because we carry, and even I do still have some stuff that, you know, my, my fiance and I, I almost called my boyfriend, my fiance and I were just talking about this and how some of the stuff, you know, I've gained weight over this whole coronavirus, even before the coronavirus, but a little bit over the, probably a little bit of both. Uh, but I've probably put on a good 20, 30 pounds or so over the past year. And I obviously still have dresses that I used to wear last year that don't fit me anymore. And um, this whole battle of like, when am I going to lose weight? Or am I not going to lose weight? Or is my body changing? Or should I even bother? And this whole thing that kind of goes through your head on making sure I'm staying minimized because right now my closet's being filled, not filled, but a small section of clothes that don't fit me where I could sell that stuff and just repurchase clothes that do fit me. So it's kind of a back and forth. And I think all females kind of deal with that. And that's okay. That's okay. Let's not get too crazy. So um, I have a few, few things, few notes that I kind of want to go over regarding this topic. The first one is less stuff equals more space. Less stuff equals more space. So having less stuff creates more space. The spaces we surround ourselves with can impact our lives more than we even realize. More than we even realize. When you are being bombarded with so many things all around your house all of the time, it's pull, you don't realize it, but it's actually pulling your attention constantly. So even if it's something as subtle as a uh, shelving unit that has knickknacks all over it, the thought of needing to dust that, go through that, a junk drawer, a junk shelf, constantly weighs on you. And it keeps you distracted from doing the things you should be doing. So this would be an example of something that would happen. You know that you're supposed to be working out. So you think to yourself, I should be working out, but I don't really want to work out. So I'm going to use the excuse that I need to organize the shelving unit as a way to procrastinate. Now, I really don't want to organize the shelving unit, but I will organize the shelving unit right after I watch this one Netflix show. And the cycle just kind of continues like that. So this is why the foundation is organization and time management. Because the things in your life that are not organized mentally, you don't realize it. But when I said that little analogy there, 
so many of you agreed with me. Um, it really does get in the way and really does stifle you from working on the four pillars of life that make you the happiest, health, relationships, prosperity, and joy, because you're not fully organized in your life, which is why minimizing is so important. Get rid of all the clothes that you don't wear anymore. Anything that you haven't worn in like five years, get rid of it. Um, Oprah once said <clears throat> a long time ago, and I actually used this when I was first minimizing, probably I started minimizing when I was in my last relationship. It's how I made so much money is I sold a lot of stuff. Um, turn all your hangers backwards. So in your closet, turn all your hangers backwards. And then as you're using your stuff, you'll pull it out and put it back when you're done, put it back forward. So at the end of the year, at the end of two years or whatever it is, you can physically see all of the things that you never turned the right way for two years. You can get rid of it at that point. And I recommend, you know, selling it, not necessarily giving it to Goodwill, depending on where you are financially or how much patience you have for that. But stuff like eBay, Poshmark, Mercari, great way to make extra money selling clothing. I did a ton of that. So um, the less stuff you have, the more space you have. When you have more space, the space in your head gets better. You get more creative. You're able to think a lot more, think a lot clearly because you don't have like a constant thing in the back of your head saying, oh, I need to organize my dresser. I need to organize my closet. I need to organize underneath my bed. I need to organize the pantry. I need to clean out the refrigerator. Constantly keeping things organized, throwing away, constantly um, purging all of the areas of your life um, to keep it minimal so that you can keep your mind and your space free is best. <clears throat> Next, less, spend, less spending equals more money. So I started out with that quote from Will Rogers that says, too many people spend money they haven't earned to buy things they don't want to impress people they don't like. That's hilarious. That's hilarious because less spending actually equals more money. Less spending equals more money. So stop the shopping sprees and all the guilt, right? You feel really good while you're spending all the money, but then afterwards you feel the guilt or a month later when you get the credit card bill, you feel the guilt and you don't want to pay it off. And then you have interest fees and then you don't pay it off at all. And then your credit score goes down and it becomes this whole thing. So what I recommend is for you to start creating hobbies, create hobbies, things that are free, things that don't cost money, start running, start going to the gym, grab a bike off of OfferUp, cheap, ride a bike, go to the park with your friends, go to the beach with your kids. Um, you can do things. This is one of the things that I feel as if I did a good job with my son with is we never went shopping. We never went shopping. When we had something to buy, like clothes or shoes or whatever, we go in. I'm like, you're going to get four shirts and three shorts and one pants or whatever it was. We would go to the store, one store, two stores, whatever it was. He'd purchase we'd leave. There was never any like browsing around or window shopping or looking at all the things that we wish we had. 
that we can't afford or that we're going to say we can afford but we really can't afford pretty much every time i went to the mall every time i go to a store i see something that i want to buy <laughs> every time i see something that i want to buy then you have to like fight that urge of not buying it and then the feeling of missing out losing out fomo fear of missing out not being as cool not being as pretty not being as hip as everybody else it's better just not to go don't go if you don't have to go and if you do have to go go with an agenda kind of like how you go to the grocery store with a list go to the mall go to the store with a list of exactly what you're looking for grab what you're looking for and leave so we tend to feel more positive when we are saving money instead of spending it it leads to a real sense of security and preparation for future circumstances I believe that wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. I lots of times liken myself to a squirrel. When I first met my fiance, that's what I was telling him because I was working my full-time job with my ex and then I had like 16 side hustles. I was working on Fiverr, doing marketing and advertising videos for like hundreds of clients. I was selling on eBay. I was selling on OfferUp. I was selling on Poshmark, selling on Mercari. I was babysitting. I was um, sourcing at thrift stores, people's trash can, picking up tables and chairs and refurbishing and redoing and selling and constantly, constantly busy. <coughs> and I told him, I'm like, basically what I do is I picture myself as a squirrel. And what a squirrel does is it goes around and it finds as many nuts as possible. And it like takes the nuts and it puts the nuts and saves the nuts. And that's all I do. I go around and I just try to find little nuts in all of the little areas. And um, the more that you're saving, you're making lots of money and you're saving lots of money, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel confident. It makes you feel successful. It makes you feel powerful. Now, I know they say that like money isn't you know, the answer to all the problems and money doesn't make you happy. Yeah, agree. You have to make happiness on your own. And you have to be happy on your own. I already got that down. I already got that down. I've been through so much. I've been through so much and I have come out the other side and I was happy the whole time, good and bad. Obviously I had bad days. Obviously I had times when I broke down. Obviously I had times when I cried the whole time, but always happy, always positive. And I'm telling you right now that where I am right now financially, I feel so much more positive, powerful, bold than I ever have in my whole life by saving, keeping, and looking for money. There's a real sense of security and preparation for the future. And this is the thing, with the whole coronavirus thing that just happened, I had absolutely no idea that my timing would be so perfect for this. But quite literally, quite literally, the moment that I said I was going to quit my job, like I was going to quit my job in my head, I had it prepared and ready to go, was March of 2020. March of 2020. That was the goal. And it was Corona. <laughs> Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. I didn't hold off. I didn't let the Corona get me down. I didn't let it hold me back. I still did what I said I was going to do because I have a sense of security 
with my abilities to be able to make money in all my other areas that I've set up for myself and um, the amount of money that I saved, the amount of money that I saved. So spend less money equals more money. Put that in your memory bank. Next, less clothes equals more closet space. So correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the most common arguments most couples have is over closet space. My fiance and I do not have that problem because we are both uh, minimalists. However, with my ex, it was a huge, huge confrontation because he had a ton of stuff and I had quite a bit of stuff and um, he didn't budge. That's because he was a narcissistic asshole, but he kept all of his stuff in his closet and I actually had all everything in an entirely other closet and an entirely other room. And that's actually what he said. He actually said at the end of our relationship that that is one of the, one of the things that he regrets doing was making me keep all of my stuff in another room. He's like, I wish I would have moved my stuff around and allowed you to be in our closet. So hopefully with his next woman, whoever his next victim is, hopefully he's allowing her to put her stuff in his closet because he told me that was one of the biggest mistakes. He felt really bad about that. Um, but this is the thing. The less clothes you have, the less there is to bicker and argue about. So keep the stuff that you're actually wearing. Um, if it's summertime, keep only the summertime stuff out, the warm clothes, winter clothes, you know, have a little Tupperwares. Each person has two Tupperwares of their stuff and alternate down here in Florida. There is no seasons, so <laughs> we just have our clothes. But for those of you that do, you know, two Tupperwares underneath the clothes and then the stuff you're wearing now at the top rack and then shoes on the side or something like that would work. Um, <clears throat> but there's no reason to have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of items, uh, jewelry and shirts and jackets and pants and shorts and leggings and blouses and suit coats. There's actually this thing called uh, capsule wardrobe. And I don't necessarily <clears throat> stick to a number I do have a limited amount, but I don't know how many. I'd never put a number on it. Just basically I got rid of all the clothes that don't fit me or that I don't wear anymore. And then whatever was left is what I have. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> capsule wardrobe is a certain amount of items. They usually do <clears throat> 10 to 15 items. I'm sorry. I just did uh, the Facebook Live right before this. So my voice is like starting to go. But the uh, capsule wardrobe is usually 10 to 15 items in your wardrobe. Obviously, 10 is like a serious minimalist. Um, but for example, let's say you had 36 items. That's what you wanted for your capsule wardrobe. That might be 16 different tops, 6 different bottoms, jeans, trousers, uh, slacks, skirts, Three coats, four dresses, seven shoes, um, and then air, any variation. So I am obsessed with dresses. So maybe I would have 10 dresses and less shirts or vice versa. If you have a lot of shoes, you have like a shoe junkie, 
maybe less shirts, less dresses, and more shoes, whatever it is. Um, but you basically condense your wardrobe to anywhere between 10 and 50 items, and then you intermix them all. So they all can be mixed up as much as you want. Um, things that you don't put in your capsule wardrobe, obviously would be underwear, doesn't count. It's a whole separate, you know, thing. Uh, loungewear, like pajamas or something. Uh, workout gear, weather gear, so your jackets. But obviously you don't also, like I was obsessed with winter jackets. Oh my gosh, when I came down here to Florida, I probably had like seven winter jackets because, um, you know, I go thrift store shopping and people you know, who move or whatever else doesn't fit them. So, so many, I was obsessed with jackets when I lived up north. So I came down to Florida, I had so many jackets, um, suit jackets, uh, spring, fall jackets, winter jackets. So I had to slowly just get rid of them and I sold them, made a lot of money. You know, people from up north purchased them, but, uh, you know, just another way of minimizing. I didn't need those. Uh, accessories, rings, uh, necklaces, bracelets, earrings, but obviously within itself, minimize. If you haven't worn a bracelet or a pair of earrings for a long time, if it's broken, you never got it fixed. If it's getting kind of, you know, where it's turning green or kind of rusty, throw them out or donate them or, or make them into something else. Recycle them, upcycle them. Uh, the company that I'm launching right now, it's called Jacket Junkie, and it's all about upcycling and recycling old items into newer items. So doing something like that would be great. And then obviously special occasion clothing. So prom dresses, wedding dresses, uh, bridesmaid dresses, whatever it is. Um, that doesn't count either. So, so far we covered less stuff equals more space. Less spending equals more money. Less clothing equals more closet space. The last one on my list to close it up here is less furniture equals more room. So this is what I was talking about earlier as far as um, clutter, you know, and all of the junk, all of the stuff all over your house all the time. Uh, tables leave open for clutter. Counters leave it open for clutter. You know, all the little places you have, you always feel like when you have a space, you have to put something on it. So less you know, little counters and nightstands and doohickeys here and there, the less stuff you have. Like if you have a nightstand next to your, um, or a side table next to your couch on your right and your left, you feel as if you need a remote and a book and a seashell on one and then a, a lamp and a coaster and a magazine on the other. People don't necessarily feel comfortable <laughs> leaving them blank, which I do, but I also don't have them with me refurbishing furniture, sometimes I do have one for a moment until it sells and then I don't have one. But um, having less furniture or less stuff helps. It really does help. If you have a, a couch that you no longer use or a um, love seat or chairs that you no longer use, sell them, get rid of them, make money and turn things into useful things. So if you have a living room that no one ever uses. There's no rule. This is the whole thing that I live by in general in my life. There's no rule that says your living room has to consist of a couch and a love seat and a chair and a coffee table and a lamp. There's literally no rule that says that. You can literally turn your living room into an Airbnb. You can put a bed and a dresser and a lamp and make 
30 to $40 off of your living room. You can turn it into a workout area. You can have a pool table. You can um, turn it into a bean bag lounge area where you have um, yoga or meditation or have friends over for a book club or whatever it is. There are no rules. So any aspect of your living space that you are not fully using to the capacity that you have it set up for, maybe it's not set up for your life. Maybe you are living in a box that society has put you in and you're changing what would be ideal for you in order to not look like a complete psycho to the rest of society. That's not the way it is. You can literally do anything with your space that you want to. Does that make sense? So our little, um, I guess, dining room area that would consider a dining room area has my fiance's desk and then it has all of our bikes. We're a huge biking family. We all cycle and we have a stand and we have tools and we have this, um, this mat so we can work on it and kneel and pumps and all of our bikes lined up and it looks freaking cool it looks cool but it's not traditional but it, it doesn't matter it's traditional and it's good for us and it works with our family and what we need so maybe sit down with yourself or with your spouse or with the people in your family and figure out what works best for you in your space in your space because less furniture equals more room for things that work in your life in your life because it's your life it's nobody else's life you can do whatever you want to do in your life there's no rules there's no rules and that's what's so great about it so i hope you guys got a few tidbits here and there make sure you um Follow me here on Human Better 365 on Facebook. So thanks so much for joining me here at my podcast, Human Better 365. Be sure to follow me here on SoundCloud and also Facebook Live <laughs> or Facebook. And check out my website for all my other social media under sabrinavictoria.com. I am also launching my new fashion website at, by the end of the month. My deadline is September 1st um, called Jacket Junkie. It's going to be jacketjunkie.com. So keep an eye out for that. I have amazing, I'm literally saying amazing merchandise, one of a kind that I have been putting out. I used to sell myself on eBay, offer up, um, Miracari, sold like hotcakes. Um, so I'm just deciding to open up my own, my own site with my own decorations and how I want to put it. I'm really, really excited about it. So if you can support me with that, it would be great. I'm also going to be opening a Facebook page, which I think I already have, but it's not active yet. Um, And that is on sabrinavictoria.com under businesses. So there's six boxes under sabrinavictoria.com. You go to businesses, you'll see Human Better 365. That's my main business. And then my fashion business that I am just launching now will be uh, jacketjunkie.com. So always healthy, passion-filled content here. I am here to support you in your dreams. Reach out to me anytime. I am always willing to hear and guide you to your passion. Much love. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Take immediate action and stay in control of your life by visiting humanbetter365.com 
Start to envision your best life by focusing on empowering thoughts. Personal and group coaching available. Contact us today 